0: All right, folks, Barack Lurie on The Barack Lurie Show. With us is our friend and guest that we had previously, Peter Eastwood, uh, who will be talking a lot with us about what I call creeping dictatorship. And I think that the phrase itself would uh, probably more or less uh, espouse what, uh, what we're trying to say here. But it, there is a creeping dictatorship that's going on. And before you say that, oh, come on, these are very strong words, Barack understand that when it comes to the COVID restrictions that uh, these these notions that you have to do what um, every, what the government is telling you to do um, is, is not the first time in history. Dictatorships always begin this way, whether it's for the sake of the worker class, whether it's for the sake of um, uh, health, as in the case of this, or whether the sake of anything else. Um, improving the, the allegedly improving the lives of of everybody. Uh, this is the way it works. They they start by by making demands up, upon you. Let, let let's just take uh, for example this clip from New York Mayor De Blasio, who talks about implementing these vaccine requirements. And previously pre- previous to this uh, clip. He talked about how you have a key to the city, and he says it with a smile, and isn't this great? You have a vaccine key to the city, and you'll get a car to that that effect, and this way, you'll be able to enjoy all the wonderful benefits that New York has to offer, all right? So isn't this wonderful? And if you don't have it, well, then you'll miss out big time, and you wouldn't want to miss out, would you? So let's let's just hear how he talks, okay? I think you'll find this interesting.
1: Lot more activity in this city. Now, I'll tell you, we know those conversations with the business community are crucial. We've had a lot of them already. What we're hearing from so many folks in the business community is they understand this time, but they need government to lead.
0: Okay. I just want to interrupt that. Okay. They understand this time, but they need government to lead. In other words, he's telling you that the business leaders out there are saying, please tell us what to do. We need you to lead us. We, we, we are totally at sea unless you tell us what to do. Let's continue.
1: That's gonna help them to do what they need to do. Not everyone's gonna agree with this, I understand that. But for so many people, this is gonna be the life-saving act that we're putting a mandate in place. It's gonna guarantee a much higher level of vaccination in this city. And that is the key to protecting people and the key to our recovery.
0: Okay, so you get the idea. Uh, you see that health uber alles is in play here, and it's all about uh, how they're going to force uh, vaccines and make sure that you do so. Now, never mind, of course, that they're going to, uh, I mean, the New Yorkers themselves who are against this. I would say, you know, thanks, but no thanks. I'm going to find another state to live in. Didn't let's, let's, uh, let's hear from Peter.
1: Hi, Barack. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be here again with you, of course. But hey, let's talk about a mandate. Didn't they mandate people into the uh, convalescent homes in New York State? So, in the uh, question of health, they come up as not a reliable source of doctrine for anybody to follow. And um, let's talk about something else. Remember... Remember, I love this point. It had to be pointed out to me, but I've, don't, it's not lost on me. Biden, our president, Harris, our vice president, both before they were elected and right at the time, it, were saying, I don't trust the Trump vaccine. They are the messengers of all of this fear and you know, anti-vax and take it when it's legal, take it after the after, when Donald Trump himself spent countless hours, I mean, sleepless nights, months, giving us three vaccines. Let's not forget that, people. Three vaccines that have saved us thus far, and they will continue to work.
0: Yeah. It's really interesting. They will continue to work, but nevertheless, uh, I mean, your point is well taken. The same thing is about uh, hydroxychloroquine and the zinc uh, combination, right? Uh, Trump said this is going to be great and you need this as a therapeutic. But because Trump advanced it, and plus the fact that HCQ is so cheap and readily available... They couldn't have that. That dog wouldn't hunt for the left, right? But your point is so well taken. They they were on the forefront, that is, Harris and uh, Biden, saying, "Don't take this vaccine. Don't trust it. All these things." And now that they're in charge, well, take the vaccine. And 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 I think Biden even said that there's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. That's a pandemic today. Yeah, that's that's a pandemic. Unvaccination. Yeah. I, I just find it fascinating, Peter. I just that these people would would continue on with this line of thinking where. It's, it's as long as you do what we want you to do, you're free to do whatever you want to do,
1: right? Push me, pull you, screw you.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's what it is. So do whatever you want, but we've got a different agenda, and you have to do it. You have to wear masks. You have to do, do the vaccination thing. Um, and you have to believe everything we tell you. And, and other than that, you can do whatever you want. Oh, but, but also don't disagree... With our policies, you see, it's Does one recover- thing. It's one thing to, to not get vaccinated, mm-hmm. right? And which I'm not vaccinated. I don't intend to get vaccinated for for quite some time. I really am waiting. Um, it's one thing of that, but that's fine. Have you uh, had the sickness? No, as far as I know, I don't.
1: But uh, but I will say... You have a good life, though. Let me just say, you're not, uh, you know, amongst the masses. You're you're safe for your family. You take precautions when necessary, obviously. um, And you live your life. It's a disease that in our age group is compatible. So we don't have to have the... the, For the first few months of this pandemic, I mean, you ask anybody. I was crazy. They made me crazy. I was locked down in my own home. Oh, yeah. That was Ridiculous.
0: No, I, my, my good friend and producer, Ari David, that you met, uh, he was also very concerned. He had all sorts of masks and covered. I understand. I, I don't, I, but I, I saw it from the get-go. This is crazy. It doesn't make sense. Uh-huh. The numbers just didn't add up. But going back to what I was saying is about the vaccine, Like it's one thing to not take the vaccine. or Even to mandate the vaccine, I, I get that. I don't like it. But they also want to mandate what you say about it and what you don't say about it. So, for example, if I bring up on Facebook that I think that this vaccine is garbage or maybe even dangerous or it's untested, you know, it, it, it impacts your DNA, maybe I'm wrong, okay? I'm just simply saying, but if I bring that up, suddenly I'm shut down. And uh, I might be canceled. I might be punished one way or the other. That is uh, not only a, an infringement upon free speech, but an infringement upon our freedom. Our generally freedoms. speaking,
1: yeah. Well, I believe we're becoming slaves in a way. We're losing time, and we're losing money. And if you lose time, you lose all of the the dreams and the opportunities that come to build a family and build a business. And they're doing this so readily, like it's everywhere. It's it, it's we're we're. Underwater When it comes to the the way they do this, because how can we be sitting here having this conversation, spending our valuable time, our good time to save the world in in the name of America and logic when how can you talk about anything anymore without acknowledging what is going on on our southern border? If we're going to have a talk health or if we're going to talk about health and and COVID and the spread of the disease and, and all of that. It, it, it's really illogical. So it makes us logical. And what they are doing or what the administration is doing here is illogical. It's yeah. counterintuitive. It's, I mean, are we in a comic book? I, I want someone to pinch me and wake me up out of right. this alternate reality.
0: You find that this uh, – I mean, we talked before offline about hypocrisies and such – And and there are hypocrisies everywhere. The the problem is that it is truly everywhere. Uh, You have uh, hypocrisies, of course, about the election, hypocrisies about COVID, hypocrisies about the minimum wage and the employment situation, hypocrisies about taxation. Um, Everywhere you look, there's there's hypocrisies, and to the point that it's just absurd. I mean, we just recently had an hypocrisy of, uh, what's her name, Cori Bush, this representative, who had said uh, that she wanted and deserved all sorts of security detail f- to protect her from all these people who were threatening her life. Okay. But everyone else, should, th- there should be defunding of the police. And, I mean, she said it literally in the same sentence, it, without even a, a period or a punctuation mark, to slow down the two different thoughts. Uh, so that's just one one idea of hypocrisy. I don't want to drill down on that. I'm sim- simply saying there's hypocrisy everywhere. And your point about the uh, immigration is a very good point. On the one hand, they claim to be so concerned about uh, the spread of COVID. On the other hand, they're more than happy to take, uh, literally, it's been about a million uh, illegal a million. immigrants since uh, Biden million. took over. No, over a million. Over a million. And, and these people have not been vetted for COVID. And not only that, but they've been flown out to all parts of this great country of ours. Uh, obviously, that, that's there's a recklessness going on here.
1: Big recklessness. I mean, I know you know, but for the sake of this discussion, a lot of people don't know that this is going on or happening. I'm going to assume this is a savvy audience here, and but I want to inform you. Coming to a we savvy, are a savvy audience for absolutely. sure, absolutely, um, and we're giving you good information as well. This is, I mean, this is due diligence, and this is, you know, tested. We've done the research. This is not some left uh, propaganda. Coming to a neighborhood near you. Probably in the middle of your city, you know, is going to be a bus or there's going to be an airplane that lands at your airfield and the bus is going to pick them up. And Catholic charities, I mean, they, they used to be so good. I mean, didn't they? Catholic charities? Who wouldn't? Catholic charities. It's a good thing, right? Well, what they're doing is they're harboring all of these people and getting them into safe homes. I mean, exposing themselves to COVID, too. But, I mean, if America is so bad... Why are all of these millions of people coming here? The two conversations with this administration exist all the time, and it's got to be one conversation. It's like we're either a bad country or we're a good country. Right.
0: Well, look. I mean, we're talking about the hypocrisies, and at the end of the day, it's uh, if you point them out, because uh, all we would be doing, uh, we could, you and I, Peter, could probably go for, I don't know, how about 16 days straight without any sleep, if somehow we could do that. Uh, And talking about the numerous hypocrisies on so many different issues, whether it's Nancy Pelosi and the mask thing, right? Whether it's uh, Obama and his recent birthday party where he was going to invite 700 people, including Pearl Jam, uh, (laughs) to to a party and and the hypocrisy associated with that. Uh, Gavin Newsom. And and that's just COVID stuff we're talking about, to say nothing of the illegal border, uh, illegals at the border. We could do that all day long uh, for 16 days, if not more, and we would, and we'd be right. We would show it, and any lefty looking at this would say, "Yep, those are hypocrisies." And if, if they were true lefties, they would say, "And so what?" And so what? Yeah, okay. because That's it's not right about it's not well, well. But I just want to just change, finish uh-huh. this thought because it's not about getting to the truth. It's about saying what is necessary
1: to get to power that is evil that's evil people and now correct me if i'm wrong barrister you be the final word here when these people go into office don't they take an oath to protect and serve the constitution and uh, us don't they do that or is that old school am i wrong you 're so sweet and when, when,
0: you, when you want the, the best of America and you hark back to those cute constitutional ways of yours that 's very sweet peter uh, no they don 't want that
1: they use it as a weapon so someone like aoc she 's treasonous Our, i mean you know uh, iliad uh, omar um, ilhan you know these all these people and and uh, who you just mentioned. There are, peop- there are names I don't want to remember, to tell you the truth, because when I am exposed to them, I think to myself, you are single-handedly destroying America. Of course, it's much more difficult to do than that, but I thought they took an oath to protect and serve not well, to tear down and destroy. They think they're doing so. Uh, look, at, at best, they think that they're,
0: they're protecting the Constitution because they've been told that the Constitution is a living document and such. And they've also been told to demonize the, the right that were the ones seeking to destroy the country and to manipulate and exploit and to rape the uh, resources of this country and such. That's what, they, that's what they've been told. So therefore, they, they think they're doing the right thing. But it's very shallow thinking. It's, uh, they live only for the moment. I, I, I referred in a podcast a long time ago. They live in, imagine kind of this gelatinous cloud where they live in a bubble that they can only see five minutes behind them and five minutes in front of them. Everything else that happened 10 minutes before, they've forgotten already. And they won't care about the consequences of whatever they do 10 minutes ahead. So they only live right now, this moment, what it feels like, this moment. And that explains everything that the Democrats do at the end of the day. But it really is about power. And those who are savvy about it in the Democrat Party, and there are plenty of them, whether that's Gavin Newsom, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, uh, Obama, of course, Biden now, and Harris. Although I think both Biden and Harris are are complete idiots. I just I, I just
1: From don't. Pasadena,
0: but, um, you know. Oh, um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, oh, sure, Pastina. Yeah, uh, the name will come to us. Uh, At full of hypocrisy. Schiff. Schiff. Oh, Adam Schiff. That's there you Whoa. go. Whoa. Yeah, Adam Schiff. Whoa.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, it, it's a very powerful thing. So we, we, they, they know how to exploit this. They, they see the game, and and they just tell you, okay, now we are, you know, in 1984, the book. Um, one of the one of my favorite parts of it was how they could fool the people, not fool the people, tell the people about the status of the relationship with uh, Oceania, right? This uh, fictitious enemy that they had. And they said, we are at war with Oceania. Um, oh, no, and, and then the next day, we've never been at war with Oceania. We are at peace with Oceania. And that would be the way that they would kind of parlay it, and everyone would have to go along. And that's the way I feel about uh, the way the Democrats have played this. They've said this, and you brought up a really good point about how The vaccines are horrible. They're evil. uh, Don't trust them. And then as soon as he becomes it, you are to to trust the vaccine. And not only that, but if you don't take the vaccine,
1: you're evil. You see? I just want to know what the takeaway for them is. I mean... And you've named it. I mean, when we talk Democrats, they all live in one neighborhood in San Francisco, and I'm from that neighborhood. You know, it's called Pacific Heights, and you've got Pelosi, you've got Newsom, you you know, you had him when he was mayor and governor. They're very entrenched up there. But I thought these are fair-minded, decent people when I was growing up. Now I just want to know, what are they getting out of this? What is the joy to suck... All of the everything out of this good life, this great America, and make everybody's life harder. What is the walk away for them? I, I mean, have they made a deal with the devil? Because, well, I mean, they are destroying us and we're fighting to not be destroyed, but you know. You, you, you got to think like a dictator, okay, for, for a second. Put on your dictator hat if you
0: can. You and I don't really have that impulse, but you have to kind of put that hat on your head for a second. I think that. The dictate the ways of the dictator uh, and the concept of dictatorship and power and, and keeping power is very uh, appetizing to many people. Uh, democracy, the republican democracy as we have it, is very hard work. And think about what you have to do. You have to be uh, very transparent to your people. That's hard, right? You have to be accountable to your people and actually show that you're doing everything the correct way. That's hard, too. And then finally, you have to run for re-election over and over and over again. That's really hard. Wouldn't it be cooler to simply just be installed in office and tell people what to do and never get any pushback and never have to really worry about Um, re-election? And not only that, but not be accountable. Would. Wouldn't, that, wouldn't you would. prefer that, right? So, so you see now, I put my dictatorship hat on, and it, it explains everything that you're seeing going on you're right now. You're a benevolent
1: now. dictator, like
0: I'm not benevolent. Power. No, I'm not even assuming a benevolence. I'm I'm assuming. Hey, look, I, I want power. It, 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 there's no such thing as a benevolent dictator. It, it, by definition, there's none.
1: Is there? A, could be. Can there? Be, I get unpopular around my house sometimes because I say we should be a one party country. Of course. The right party, the good right. party, the sensible party, the logical party, my party, and that you know just doesn't work. But the soundbite is there. One party, one mind, and it all for greatness. I am not talking North Korea, I'm not talking communist China. Is there anything in our ethos where one party but you have splinters at the, and everybody's talking but it goes up to the executive level and it's one party yeah trump was so beholden to like he, they accused him of being a nazi they accused him of being racist they accused him of everything every day and he combated that i mean what a superhero he must be because he lived through it and he's stronger than ever biden gets out what for two hours a day maybe three no more meetings after 12. it's an embarrassment and we're supposed to respect him. That one party is the wrong party. Is there a dictatorship? or Let's call it another name. Yeah, I, I, we can
0: call it whatever we want, but it's, it's a form of dictatorship. Look, you know, it's, it's, um, the vaccine is such a great example. That's why I, I want to use it as a launching pad, because they have a mission. They have a viewpoint of the vaccine and how to deal with COVID. And therefore, we're going to impose it. Right. So, never mind that there are differences in opinions, but they, they, they'll tolerate differences in opinions so long as it's about nothing that they perceive to be important. So, the vaccine, well, listen, you can have your opinion, but God damn it, you know, vaccines are important and you're killing everyone if you don't do it. And, and de Blasio, Biden, uh, to less extent, Harris, but a lot of the Democrat leadership have all been saying the same thing you're killers out there. And they, they really push that. Uh, same thing with the global warming, right? So if you don't um, go along with their program, then you're a killer. Uh, you're, you're for the destruction of society, generally speaking. And that is, uh, again, the, the cause for a dictatorship that they have, that they will fear you into a dictatorship. And that, that, that's where we have to be really drawing the line. We are drawing the line. Where we're conservatives. We, we do that. We push back. Uh, but even even the opinions of this... We find ourselves dancing sometimes and saying to ourselves, "Well, you know, there are, you know, some of these uh, things about the vaccines are a little bit concerning, and that's the reason why I'm not interested." You know, we we find ourselves being like overly polite, and we need to be a little bit more tough and say, "Your argument regarding vaccines is insane." Insane. It's insane. Uh, Just just the other day, for example, and I'd love for you to think what you maybe you have the feel the same. um, uh, same discussion with somebody else. I had a discussion with the lefty who said that I should get vaccinated. And I basically said, look, I'm concerned uh, for a variety of reasons because of the genetic issues. And there are a lot of people who've really suffered quite a bit through it. And it appears to be that more people have died as a result, it appears. Uh, at least it's correlation, not necessarily causation. But still, there's an apparent connection between taking the vaccine and then suddenly two days later, three days later, even a week later, somebody either dying or having a horrific uh, reaction to it. And it's the virus system that, that kind of reports on this. And that there are more than the deaths that arise out of COVID at this point. That's bad, right? The cure is worse than the disease. And so this lefty, a friend of mine, he said, well, those are anomalies. You know, you're a numbers man, Barack. You know, uh, these are anomalies. They, it's a very small percentage of it. And I think to myself, wait, wait a minute. And we were actually talking about a nursing home. And I said, uh, it's not just one person who died of it who was vaccinated. It was three people. And then one nursing home who all died, who had COVID after being vaccinated a long time ago. That's more than numbers. That's more than just some sort of freak situation. People are dying of this. So maybe the vaccination, putting aside the, the, the challenges I think that it faces, uh, I'm, I don't like uh, playing around with Mother Nation, generally speaking, but you, whether it's effective, is it, does it do, do the job that it purports to, to do?
1: Isn't that where personal choice comes into this situation? Um, and, I mean, we have to put our faith in the government, I guess that they know how to choose for us better. Um, That doesn't fly. Now I am vaccinated. You're unvaccinated. Here we are together. We're not giving each other any any illness, and we lead a normal life as we can. Now I would say to you, give me your reasons why, and I'll give you my reasons why. Well, I'll tell you why. I was terrified. And I have, you know, underlying issues, the core morbidity as they call it. So I went ahead and did it. And and I got very sick on the second shot for a week. Right. Oh, boy, so sick. But now I walk around with confidence. Maybe it's fake confidence with this new variant. Maybe it's not. I think if I live my life well, um, and, uh, you know, a whole separate part of me and my discussion is about the personal accountability of, of people and our free will, there is a we can't talk about it in polite society, but you know, we need to talk about it. This is a carnal world that we live in and this may not be considered a transmittable, a sexual transmitted disease, but the behavior doesn't have to be sexual, it has to be intimate and it's passed through its aerosols in particulate People need to understand that getting close, cohabitating closely, um, you know, doing all of the things that young people, uh, people that have looser morals want to do. I mean, whatever. I don't you know, I'm not a hypocrite. I don't judge anybody. What I do judge is people that go against common sense and having people's liberties like affected. Yeah. It's, yeah. This man here is not spreading the disease and he's not vaccinated. That's his choice. I'm not spreading it. I don't know if I'm not spreading it and I'm vaccinated, you know? It's like the, 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 the information is so, one day it's this, one day it's that. Right, right. I, you know, and I never quite understood it. Like, So this is
0: actually perfect because Peter is vaccinated. I am not vaccinated. And we are talking to each other very, very pleasantly. We enjoy each other's company. Uh, he should not be worried about my giving him COVID because he's vaccinated, right? I should not worry about him giving me COVID because he's vaccinated, right? So he shouldn't be transmitting COVID nor receiving COVID. So in our situation, like we're dealing right now, we're we're sharing a microphone. We're we're talking fairly close to each other, definitely within six feet, for example. Um, neither of us is worrying, and frankly, I wouldn't worry anyway, even if you were unvaccinated, because I just I tend not to worry about life. I, I don't want to live in fear. And uh, but but it's it's very interesting because. I think it's it's this this inching toward dictatorship. This the appeal of dictatorship, and they don't say it as such, but they love the idea of of mandating your lives. They really do. And De Blasio talked about it just now in this clip that we played, where he said business leaders are coming to us and saying, you know, what should we do? Tell us what to do, or dear government. Of course, I don't believe it for a second. I don't think a single business leader called up De Blasio and said, "You know, please tell us what we need to do." Where well, we're looking for uh, yeah. you. I, I, obviously, he's doing it for for show. But it's so unbelievable. I, I don't think a single business leader did anything anyway. That's not the point. There was a an article, or was it a chapter in uh, one of the books from Thomas Friedman, and it was called "China for a Day." Mm-hmm. And what did he write about? He said, wouldn't it be great if we in America could be China for a day? What did he mean by that? He meant that, look, those Chinese, wow, they really get things done. And they, have, they, they are able to impose just the right amount of rules and regulations and decrees uh, to, to get the important work done. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like cleaning up uh, you know, issues for global warming, clean, you know, taking care of the COVID business. I mean, that's what he would say. say he wrote the article before COVID. Uh, and getting those uh, freeways done and not with those pesky democratic institutions that constantly complain and, and challenge them. That's all. It's, to him, it's nonsense. He really loves, whether he know, realizes it or not, he loves fascism. That's what he wants. He wants America to be a fascist country. Where a good solid government decides what is right what is wrong gets the friggin' job done now of course I'm the ultimate it begs the question who decides what is right and what is wrong right but but he you see the thing is he already they
1: voted into power can that happen, but, but, can but, that happen in yeah yeah a society
0: exactly well, well okay good point but but Thomas Friedman from his standpoint he says because he knows what what needs to be done and he, I guess he thinks that we wascally Republicans, we know what needs to be done, too. We're, we're just, we know that we're obstacles. We know that we are just trying to slow the righteous path toward progress. Uh, and, you know, we just got to get rid of them, those, those, those guys. And it's, it's an impulse that even Woody Allen talked about and, and Harry Balafonte talked about. They, both, they, they, they all said the same thing. Wouldn't it be great if we could just give Obama, back when Obama was president, dictatorship powers. Just let him get it done. Just make him dictator. And you and I, Peter, would never say, let's make Trump a dictator. Just let him do it. He knows what he's doing. Just let him run with it. We never we, would say that.
1: We would never say it, nor would we think it. We, we, we it would impossible. Yeah. You don't have that in a democracy, in a republic. Right. But he did have our best interest in mind, uh, in heart, and in his actions, where I can safely say with some certainty, and I'm not a scholar, but I am the scholar, I am the citizen, this administration does not have anybody's best interest at heart. Black, white, female, male, gay, straight, Asian, you know, go on, the list is endless. Or Jewish. Or Jewish. Thank you. Or Jewish or atheist or Catholic, you know, Protestant, whatever you may be, this government is not for you. And listen, right now with Mayor Cuomo or, you know, Governor Cuomo, it's exactly like we said a year ago. Okay, we're canceling. The left is canceling all of us on the right. It's not a good thing. Wait till they come for you. And now they're eating their own. Yeah. They're eating their own. It, It
0: is Good that they're eating their own. You could say that, but at the same time, I, you know, my personal, and I don't, I, I don't want to drill down on it, Peter. Uh, but I think this was just a massive deflection oh. from the uh, well, from
1: right, the nursing well, home desk. Well, and from the southern border, it, nothing is and the southern be solved border. until that is solved. It's like, hey, you want this new bill passed? Well, then why don't you finish the wall and get the border under control? And then we'll talk about the billions and trillions of dollars that you want. Why can't we as Republicans say that? And why can't we say impeach?
0: Well, look, the the Democratic Party has always been the party of uh, look at the monkey, look at the monkey, right? Creating an issue and saying, this is what you you are to think about. This is what you are to obsess about today, right? But that's what dictatorships do. And without letting us talk about other issues- no, I think, I think Cuomo's sexual harassment claims, uh, that is a misdirection from uh, the nursing home scandal, oh. which is, of course, far worse than, you know, look, I'm not, I'm not no, for right. sexual You're harassment right. or anything or, or condoning what uh, Cuomo did. I think, I, I believe that he's, he's a bastard, a, a sexual bastard at that. Too.
1: They're both horrible
0: they're both horrible Horrific. but but murder i think i'm going to say is is worse i'm That's just going to go out there word, Barack Lurie, out on a limb
1: no you know? i agree <laughs> with you i agree with you you're not on a limb i yeah. agree with you it's yeah. a strong strong word you're making an acqu- you know you're accusing somebody an elected government official of murdering people but He's not the only governor that did, but well, that's the <laughs> point. <laughs>
0: because here's, here's the thing. If they actually did focus on the nursing home deaths, then it would invoke a lot of other people and a lot of other governors who did the same thing. And that would call into question the whole uh, legitimacy of the Democrat Party and what they, how they responded to COVID. The sexual harassment stuff is nice and contained, right? Yes, it's one of our own, Andrew Cuomo, but it's just one man uh, engaging in a lot of inappropriate
1: behavior and we're going to bring them down. It's and a that's a jaded mind to get to where you are at that. And so yeah. I, I applaud you. I am reviled at, at it because it's unfortunate we have to think this way. Well, but, but we
0: have to be cynical. And this is one of the things I tell my, my audience all the time. Uh, I tell my clients to some extent, you have to be a little bit cynical. You have to put it not, not sarcastic, but cynical. Uh, don't, take everything uh, on its face. And especially when it comes to the Democrat party, and especially even politics, generally speaking, just because someone tells you something, this will be good for you. You don't necessarily take it on faith. Now you can trust somebody, you can learn to trust somebody. And even then, you know, you have to be a little bit cautious all the time. Uh, Because if something is too good to be true, then it is too good to be true, right? We, we know all these phrases.
1: yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: So this is the way of the world. Uh, but dictatorships do that game really well. They will play uh, out a card by, and telling you that this is super good for you, uh, said the wolf to the sheep as he asked the sheep to come into his mouth, right, to walk right into his mouth. Um, that, is, that is what we're dealing with. The, the Democrat Party will tell you, uh, like the mousetrap, right, that, that the cheese is free. Right, (laughs) Uh, and that's what socialism really offers. Is that that's why the the mousetrap metaphor is is a perfect one. It's perfect.
1: It's it's so beautiful. It's specific, and it's exactly what's happening here. But explain to me, as conservatives, we take the extra steps and do the due diligence to debunk the lies, to prove what's true and what's not true, and we time and time again. Expose the lies, vindicate ourselves from the, the you know all of the horrible things they accuse us of, of being and doing, and that is not good enough to change these people's minds. So when you're dealing with, we've done everything we can, and they still don't. I mean, I have people today, very close to me, still saying that you know it was Trump's fault, it's this fault, it's that fault, it's the conservative's fault, or blah blah blah, and on blaming us. After I've gone through the due diligence to prove and take the articles to my friends and say, look, this is not really true, but you've read. So what, what, you, what gives? Okay, so
0: you're, you're so sweet yet again to think that I'm just uh, naive. Lo- logic uh, and facts will actually convince your lefty friends.
1: We know, uh, look, I, and I'm going to have what, to... What's supposed to convince them, money and, 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 and gold bling? I mean, you know that's crazy I say that, but right, you know, right, what no, am I supposed I, to think?
0: I think you're right, but, but let, me, let me wrap up with this because we're out of time, but I will say that sometimes the best way to convince a liberal, to make them understand the realities around them, is to, is to get them to ask questions themselves. So... Uh, rather than you telling them what the facts are, which is uh, you know very effective in court, I can tell you, that's the way it works, that judges look at facts uh, and juries look at facts. But rather than do that, because it does not work with the left, they think you're giving them a lot of blah, blah, and that they, they are certain that our facts that are completely the opposite of what you're saying. Right. So uh, the best way to do it is to pose a question to them. And this is what I ask them. And I've converted a lot of people to the, the left, uh, to, the, to the right, I ask them, name me one Democratic policy that Republicans have opposed that has worked. Okay, just one. And they will try to throw three things out, all of which you can easily shoot down. So I, after I ask that question, I say there are three that will come to mind. One is the New Deal. The other is Social Security. And uh, the other one, I forget, oh my gosh, well, welfare, okay? Uh, that those three things somehow worked. No, none of them have worked. All of them are disastrous, okay? The fact that, that some of them exist doesn't mean that they're working, that they, they're working right? A person can have, uh, uh, I don't know, herpes, you know, and they're still alive. That doesn't mean that herpes is a good thing, right? It's No, it's just bad. Right? Uh, well, that's... So we've the, learned how to manage herpes. We haven't learned how to manage Social Security. Okay. <laughs> Good point, yeah. Social Security is a Ponzi scheme. It's, yes. it's, okay. uh, welfare is destructive to the... To the uh, oh, they, they also say I've heard of action, whatever it might be. They throw out the, the, the typical policies, and none of them have worked.
1: In, so it's, I... It's, it's, it says conception. Great. A utopia, a, a, a social plan for making lives better. And then, as it had in America... Every good thing gets taken over by the swamp, or those people oh, but, but, that just have to fill their own pockets. But it's not good even in its inception, okay. because when you well, I, start, I agree with you at that point. Yeah, we start
0: I, I with the policy. You I mean, look, you might have some a lot of naive people who think it's going to go do good, but that their intentions being good means absolutely nothing to me. Was
1: it ever intended forever? Or it should have just been a stopgap?
0: Uh, all net. all those things were stopgaps. But as Ronald Reagan said, there's nothing more permanent than a temporary social program, absolutely. right? So, and, and he was right. Look that's that's where we're at. So this is the way to we started off by looking about creeping dictatorship. We want to understand how they play this game and, and part of this podcast and the, the mission of this podcast, I think in particular, is to be able to see the signs of it. when they tell you this will be good for you. Um, are you a sucker? Do you believe? Something automatically when somebody tells you this will be good for you. Are, are you the kind of kid, a person, who when he was a kid, uh, you know, saw the truck saying free candy written in some sort of crayon, and then you thought, okay, this must be a great place to go to. Let me check out this, this van that has no windows. Uh, you know, do you have a cynical approach? You have to have that sort of skepticism because that's what the Democrats are. They're the, they're the party of the van saying free candy. I went okay? van. Oh, I a, went to that van. Oh and I gosh.
1: survived the experience. Huh. Fifty years later, so it's funny you say that. I mean, I was always—I was the one though. I had one foot in the van and one foot out. I'll yeah, say. Yeah.
0: Well, this is what we have to worry about. And so, take the other foot out of the and van I, as well,
1: well. I did. It took me fifty years. Yeah. That's what I'm telling everybody. Your yeah. second fifty can be super productive, and you can like do good. Don't yeah. think you have to be the loser or the lefter or the America hater. That you might be today. Right.
0: Well, the the truth is that fighting dictatorship takes hard work. The impulse toward dictatorship is easy work, and that's what that's what this is all about. It's moving faster
1: than a creep. Yeah. We, like you know this creeping dictatorship you are talking about. It's picking up like it's it's at a jog.
0: Oh yeah. No. And and they are discovering it and loving it and running with it. They're saying. They're saying to themselves, how far can we take yes, this? They are right? that, yes. That's the, what de Blasio is all about. This is what uh, Biden is all about. And what everyone else in the leadership of the Democrat Party is now all about. It's tough. It's tough. And we need to fight back. And we are fighting back with voices like this, with you, Peter, as well. And God willing, we will take back this country in 2022. I think we will. I'm Brock Lurie. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk with you next week.